0: Have you ever wondered if it was possible to communicate with the other side of life? Have you ever had an unexplained spiritual experience that changed your perception of reality forever? Have you ever wondered why life is filled with so many trials, tribulations, and contradictions? If so, you're not alone. And in this podcast, we will endeavor to answer some of those questions although those answers will come from a very overlooked and misunderstood source. Prepare to expand your mind and think beyond where you have ever thought before. This is the Journey into Spiritualism. Blessings one and all, and welcome to the Journey into Spiritualism. I'm Paul James Caden, and in today's episode, we are going to be talking about how do spirits interact with us here on earth? How does heaven make itself known in our lives? How do the heavenly realms give us guidance and comfort and information that's important for the growth of our soul? Or maybe... Even the healing of our soul or the healing of our mind or body. We talked in the last podcast about the meaning of trials in our lives, how trials and tribulations and sufferings help us to grow, help us to purify our souls and grow as spiritual beings so that we might advance to the next level on our journey toward God once we leave this world. And that sometimes, Our sufferings are kind of like paying penance for some of our past wrongdoings. But that doesn't mean that we're thrown into this world to suffer and that we don't get any breaks or any comfort or any help because nothing could be farther from the truth. The spirit world is all around us. They're always interacting with us. And there are many ways in which they help us in our lives and in our trials and tribulations. So how does heaven help us? How does it interact with us? Well, one of the first ways is through our guardian angels. Spiritualism and spiritism both believe that there is a guardian angel that accompanies our soul into this world. And it stays with us throughout our lifetime and then makes the journey back to the spirit world with us. And in fact, they are a friend and a companion to us all throughout eternity. They never actually leave us. And those who believe in reincarnation say that that angel, that spirit companion comes with us time and time again throughout the lifetimes to help us, and remind us, and guide us. And there's also other high spirits in the heavenly realms. We talked in the last episode about how the ancient Christians believed in the communion of saints, and spiritualism and spiritism believe in that as well. That those who pass on before us don't abandon us. They don't forget about us. They do continue to pray for us. And sometimes they bring us messages, messages, or signs, and synchronicities in our lives. There are many different saints and high spirits that you never know who might be interacting with you or who's coming to you with a message who God sees fit to send to you to help you, because They have certain experiences or wisdom or insight into what you're facing. So we have a vast number of heavenly spirits and spiritual resources at our disposal. I think most of the problem is we've forgotten that they're there or religion has taught us not to look for these things. That heaven is way out there somewhere and we're here on the earth just kind of going it alone unless God decides to help us through some miracle. But all of life, all of the universe is a miracle and heaven is very close. I mean, Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven was right in our midst. What did he mean by that? It's right here with us. We may not be able to see it, but the kingdom of heaven, the spirit world, is active all around us. But how do they lead us? How do they guide us? How do they bring us comfort and healing? Well, one of the ways, and I'm sure we've all had this experience at least once in our lives. Most people uh, probably had it numerous times. And that is when we're facing a problem or a decision that we have to make, and we don't know whether to go right or left or straight. We don't know whether to say yes or no, or we don't know what the solution to the problem is, and we're frustrated. And suddenly, all these little signs and synchronicities start popping up in our lives. It might be a sentence in a book we're reading or a paragraph. It might be a word. It might be something we see in a TV show that we're watching and say, oh, that character uh, is going through the same thing I am or is thinking about the same thing I am. It could be a line in a song. We could overhear a conversation between two people that we don't even know. It could be a billboard, a license plate, a bumper sticker, all these different strange little ways that the same little message just keeps popping up all over the place. And suddenly we say, geez, you know, that can't be coincidence. I think I'm going to whatever it is this message seems to be telling us to do. We feel like we have our answer. Suddenly, we feel light inside. We feel like, I get it. I know what to do. This is off of my shoulders. The burden is lifted. I know what decision to make. I know how to solve this problem. Well, all those little signs and synchronicities, all those little things that popped up in our lives, they weren't coincidence. Spiritism and spiritualism tells us that this was The spirit realm, the heavenly realms, giving us signposts along the way of life, helping to guide us in what decision to make or what the solution to the problem will be. Some people have said, and I've heard, I've had this happen in my life where I might be facing a certain uh, difficulty that seems hard to overcome, or you're trying to, you know, again, make some kind of decision that you want to make sure you're making the right decision, and you're outside, you're, you're walking, or you're sitting on your porch, or your deck, or walking your dog, whatever the case may be, and you just might happen to look at a tree, or see a squirrel run across your path, And you'll see something in that tree, that squirrel, that bird, that distant mountain, something that just makes a light go off in your mind. And you say, oh, you know, what I should actually do is be like that tree or be like that mountain or be like that. ant I saw carrying that big crumb on the sidewalk, some little parable. Or allegory just comes to your mind and you say, geez, you know, I think I learned something from nature today that's pointing me in the right direction or showing me the solution to the problem. And again, that would be the spirit world. That would be heaven. That would be our angels or high spirits of the heavenly realms giving us that allegory, giving us that proverb or that lesson in our minds that suddenly just comes to us. So that bird, that ant, that squirrel, that distant mountain, that tree, whatever it was that just made that light bulb go off over your head. And you said, "Uh aha, it wasn't a coincidence that you saw that particular thing because that object, that animal, that tree, that mountain, that bug, whatever it was, It was the catalyst that helped you open up your mind to receive the guidance from the spirit world that you need. So none of those little life-changing aha moments are ever by coincidence. And I think if we really think about it, enough of us have had so many of those experiences throughout our lives how many times could we have these coincidences over and over and over again that seem to bail us out when we're in trouble or give us an answer that we're really struggling to find? I'm sure if we put that into some mathematical scientific equation, the odds would be uh, one in you know, how many over a million, billion, trillion that it would almost be impossible that it would be a coincidence. But now another way that the spirit world influences us is through our intuition, that gut feeling. We just know something isn't right. We just know that there's a person we shouldn't trust. They have ulterior motives. We just know we shouldn't take that job or eat at that restaurant or whatever the case may be and again we've all had that experience in our lives where maybe in the dating world we met someone and we we liked them they seemed nice enough everything seemed perfect about this person that we met but there was just something inside of us that said something's wrong this is not the one it looks like a very pretty package, but this is not the one. Be careful. And how many of us have ignored that? Whether it was a romantic relationship or whether it was, it was a new friend or a coworker that started confiding in us that never really talked to us before. And I said, gee, they seem nice enough, like they're trying to help. They're trying to be a friend. But something within you is saying, don't trust that person. Something is wrong. They're going to end up stabbing you in the back in the end, but you ignore it. You give the benefit of the doubt. But then that day comes when that person does something that's very hurtful or betrays us. And we sit back and we say, I knew it. I had that feeling. Now, how many times have we had that feeling in our lives? Not only in relationships, but any situation in life. There's any number of things that we can face or come across or decisions that we have to make. And we just get that gut feeling that says, don't do it. But we do it anyway. And then we say, I knew it. I knew it. Or sometimes we get that green light that says, you should actually do this. But we say, nah, you know, that that could never work out for me. And then we find out that we missed an opportunity and we say, I knew I should have done that. Well, those intuitions, those little I knew it moments is, again, the spirit world interacting with us. That is more of a soul to soul kind of communication where you're picking up on their energy, on their influence, where they're giving you a very definite don't do that or do that. And sometimes, yes, everyone has latent what some people would call psychic abilities. And I don't really like that word, but we can pick up on the energy or the intent or the vibration of another person and we know whether they mean well or they don't mean well, whether they're telling the truth or not telling the truth, we can walk into a place and say something's wrong with this place. I don't like it here. I'm leaving and come to find out something was wrong with that place or something bad happened in that place moments after we left. So it could be the heavenly realms interacting with us and pressing upon us. These feelings of to do something or not to do something, or it could be our own spirit within us picking up on that fine spiritual energy that's everywhere. Every person puts out a certain vibration or frequency. And so we need to learn to trust our intuition, no matter how wonderful things look in the physical world one of the most important things that spiritism and spiritualism teaches us is listen to your intuition because your own soul is giving you guidance or the spirit realm is giving you a definite message a definite feeling to say you shouldn't do that or you should do this So always listen, because it's never wrong. And that's one of the things that so many of us, myself included, we we always back down on our intuition. We get these feelings and say, oh, that's just my imagination. Oh, that's not going to happen. Oh, that person isn't going to do that. Oh, if I do this or take advantage of this opportunity, it's not going to crumble like that. This seems ironclad and the intuition is always right we always we always after we get that feeling sit back and say i knew it so we should just learn to listen in the first place because we would spare ourselves a lot of heartache trouble and wasted time another way in which the heavenly realms interact with us is through our thoughts we look back at the ancient Christians and a lot of other religions in the world. And um, many of you listening have probably heard this before where they believe that God puts a certain thought in your head or the devil puts a certain thought or temptation in your mind. Well, the early Christians believed in this as well, that we were influenced through our thoughts either by heaven or by the negative spirits this is where temptation comes from someone's walking down the street they see a handsome man or a pretty a pretty woman and suddenly they have this thought that they want to do something maybe very inappropriate or approach this person, even though they're married. And many times when someone has those kind of thoughts, and we've all said it, we've all heard other people say it, they say, I don't even know where that thought came from. That's not me. Why did I think that? Why did I have those thoughts? Why was I tempted just for that moment to say or do that thing that could have just landed me in a heap of trouble. Or sometimes people act on those impulses and then the consequences can be catastrophic and they'll say, why did I do that? Why did I have that thought? Why did I think that at that moment and then act on it and then look what happened? How did this come to be? Why?" Why did I even have that temptation or that thought in the first place? Well, the answer is, as the early Christians taught, that there are negative spirits, there are low spirits, or what we call evil spirits, and they're vying for our attention as well. Now, they're certainly not as powerful as the good spirits, but they do give us these temptations They try to get us off of the path of growth and learning and maturing as spirit beings. But now also, the good spirits interact with us in the same way. So we might have a virtuous thought or a thought that just tells us like in New York City you know back in uh, when sadly the uh, the twin towers was hit with the uh, the planes the terrorists flew the planes into the the world trade center buildings and there were so many people that day that never missed a day of work in their lives and they worked in one of those buildings And they got up that morning, they got ready for work. And suddenly they just had this thought that said, don't go to work today. Spend time with your family. Or do this instead of going to work. People that never would have acted on those kind of impulses, never missed a day of work, ended up calling out. And then this terrible tragedy ended up happening. And we wonder how many people were in that building that died that may have had that same thought but ignored it. Something was guiding them. Something was trying to tell them, don't go to work today. But that doesn't mean they were bad people or they were, you know, something was wrong with them because we all do it all the time. We act on the bad impulses and we don't know why. And then we don't act on the good impulses. And we don't know why. We, we just have a way of always going against those thoughts or our intuition. We always brush it aside. And how many problems could all of us have avoided in our lives if we didn't do a certain thing or if we had listened to that little voice that said, you know what, don't do that. I remember one time years ago, This was probably in uh, the mid-1990s. It was on a Sunday. I got up, I got ready, and I decided I was going to go to the mall that day. There was something I wanted in the sporting goods store. And I remember being in my bedroom. And my car keys were in there for some reason on uh, a bookshelf. And I went in and I picked up the car keys and suddenly it was like a voice and a feeling in my head that said, don't go to to the mall today, stay home. And it was so strong. And I remember just freezing in my tracks, like where did that come from? But I brushed it off because I wanted that thing in the sporting goods store. I think it was a set of dumbbells that I was going to get. And I was a dumbbell for not listening to my intuition, for not listening to that thought that said, don't go. Because on the way back home from the mall, someone pulled out of their driveway, T-boned the car, totaled it. I was fine. I didn't have a scratch. I didn't have, you know, any injuries from the accident. But the car, the front end of the car was just completely totaled. And after that happened and I got out of the car and then I looked and saw, you know, that the front end of my car was completely wiped out, I very much remembered that little thought in my head that said, don't go to the mall today, stay home. But I didn't listen. So those thoughts that will suddenly pop into our heads, almost like out of nowhere, they're one of the ways in which the good spirits, the angels, the heavenly realms guide us in our lives. They also sometimes guide us through our dreams. Our dreams can be very significant, especially when we find ourselves talking to someone in our dreams about a problem that we're having in real life. Or if we find That we're talking to or visiting with a deceased relative in a dream. Always pay attention to those kinds of dreams. Because many times the spirit realm can and does give us guidance and influence and advice in our dream state. They may also lead us through direct spiritual visitation. Where... I could be sitting here recording this podcast in my room right now in my office, and suddenly an angel appears, or my grandmother, or maybe it's a spirit I don't even recognize, and they give me a message. I might have a vision, an open vision, where I'm seeing almost like I'm there. And I've had that happen. I know other people that have had it happen that. Suddenly it seems like you're not in the same room anymore. You're somewhere else just beholding this grand scene or this being. And they give you this message and then suddenly it's over and you're back in familiar surroundings again. So there are more, we'll say, incredible ways in which the spirit realm can communicate with us as well through direct visitation. Or visions. So we can't ever think that we're in this life alone and that there's no way out of a problem. In fact, many of our trials and tribulations, there can be a shortcut out of them. And that shortcut can come through prayer, asking God, How do I overcome this problem? How do I make this trial or this suffering that I'm going through? How can I get to the other side of this more quickly? But now there's a key to this. And the key is realizing that there was a lesson to be learned. And we recognize that, and we know what that lesson is. I'm probably going through this because. And then when we recognize that, we can ask for guidance. We can ask for help. Even many times, even if we don't know why we're going through a certain thing. Maybe, maybe we're going through suffering or tribulation at the hands of another person. But we can always pray and ask, how do I get out of this valley of shadows? How do I leave these trials and tribulations behind? And the answer will usually always come. But the trick is, they usually ask us to release or let go of something that we're hanging on to. It could be a bad relationship. It could be a habit. It could be a way of thinking or living our lives that has been self-injurious. And that's one of the major, major problems why most people never come out of the trials they're going through early or graduate that class because heaven will show them why they're going through this suffering if they don't recognize why they're going through it themselves. Heaven will show us why, what it is we need to go to do, what it is we need to let go of. But most people will not do what they need to do or let go of what they need to let go of because they say it's too hard. Or I can't let go of that thing or that person or that job or that situation, even though it's hurting me because it's familiar to me and I don't know what comes next. What if I can't find something better or someone better? Or maybe I don't have the financial wherewithal right now to make the changes that I want. We'll come up with 101 excuses to say, You've shown me this, God, but I can't do that. Thus, in some cases, we prolong our own suffering because the answer was given to us. Again, if we don't recognize ourselves why we might be going through this certain trial or tribulation but heaven isn't stingy. Heaven isn't holding out on us. God isn't putting us through torture because he enjoys it. He loves us unconditionally and he wants us to grow. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to get past all of this. And so many times when we say, God, what do I need to do To change what's happening right now. Or to get through this horrendous valley of shadows. Most times he will always show us. And it's very few people who will actually see the answer to that and then say. I can do it. And I will do it. And it might be hard and it might be scary. But the end result is absolutely worth it. Very few will do that. Most people will walk away from the answer because it's too hard, too scary. They don't want to let go of what's familiar. Because they don't know what's next or if there's anything better that might be coming. What I have hurts. What I have is a struggle, but at least I know what I have. What if I get something worse? Or what if I get into a situation that's worse? So we make all these excuses why we can't act on the answer. But see, that's our choice. We have free will. We have free will in any of these ways in which heaven communicates with us. They only present the information. It's up to us to act on the information, and that's where we often fail ourselves because we won't act on that information or we will deny it. That can't be the problem. That can't be the reason. It can't be my fault. I can't be going through this because I'm doing this. We'll make all the excuses in the world to hang on to the tribulation. It's free will. God gave us all free will. But we are never abandoned in this world. Heaven, the kingdom of heaven, is all around us, always interacting with us. Whether we see it or not, whether we know it or not, whether we accept the answers or not, they always speak to us. They always bring us guidance and comfort and signs and wisdom and opportunity for growth. But it's always up to us to act on those things. Because God is love. And we have a whole spirit community, a whole family of saints in the heavenlies who want nothing better sometimes than to give us the cheat sheet so we can pass the test and get out of this grade early. But many times we have to stay the course for the long term because we make the decision not to receive their help. And that's really something to think about. And it's an awesome thing to think about. And the wonderful thing is that even if we don't act on the information we receive, if we say, I can't do that, I won't do that. It doesn't make us bad people. It doesn't make God angry with us. It doesn't make the spirit world turn on us or hate us. They love us unconditionally. And they'll stay right by our side, helping us, guiding us, inspiring us as long as it takes to advance to that next level. Because that's what they want for us. They don't want to see us go to a lower level. They don't want to see us reincarnate on the earth in this world of trial, tribulation, and reparation. They want to see us advance. So always remember that. Always remember that God is for you. All of heaven is for you. And you're not stumbling through this life or stumbling through this world all by yourself with no help and nobody cares because there's more people, more spirits around us than we could ever imagine who care about us more than we can imagine. And maybe, just maybe, we should all start to tune in just a little bit more And maybe not be so stubborn or afraid to listen and act when they give us that guidance. I'm Paul James Caden. This is Journey into Spiritualism. I thank you for listening. Stay safe. Stay well. Stay tuned in. And I'll see you next time here on The Journey.